sky scan weather for the RVA from 1029 the Mater. Overnight tonight, showers likely early, cloudy with a low of 38 degrees. Mostly cloudy for tomorrow. Look for a high of 55 degrees. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, 38 for the low once again. Then on Wednesday, sunny skies, a high of 58. Mostly sunny up to 60 degrees on Thursday. Chance of showers Friday, a high of 65. From the Mater Weather Center, in the center of the universe, I'm John Waters. The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. Here we are back again. Another edition of In the Red Zone on this Monday night live at Sports Page Grill. Ashland, a very pleasant good evening, everybody. Rob with them along with you live here on 1029 The Mater, 102.9 FM. Also listening tonight on uh, rvasportsnetwork.com, hanovercountysports.net, and our friends listening on the TuneIn radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. That's R-A-D. I-A-L-L. We will talk a lot about a lot of things tonight. There's tons of things happening as we transition at Randolph-Macon College. Uh, some fall sports who did a phenomenal job saw their seasons come to a close in the NCAA tournament this past weekend. We'll touch on that coming up in the next half hour. Uh, we'll also uh, talk a lot about high school football with our guest coming up very shortly because I want to get his perspective on how things are meeting out and how the 2019 season not only was for his particular squad, but what he get his thoughts a little bit about 2019 as a whole as we get ready for regional semifinal weekend Friday. And there is one game scheduled for Saturday, and we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but what I want to start today with the game. And if you were one of the 5,117 attendees uh, who uh, elected to come into Dayfield and maybe you decided not to spend all the time at tailgating, I do know a few people who come to tailgate and never quite make it in uh, to Dayfield. But for those of you who did that, you missed a good game, especially in the second half where Randolph Macon and the key part of the game actually came in the second quarter when there was an opportunity down just 10 to three and Randolph Macon still trying to get rhythm offensively. Uh, the Tigers of Hamden Sydney had an opportunity driving with some time left on the clock to, you know, at worst, get a field goal, maybe get a touchdown, suddenly 10-6, 10-10, and, and if they could have that at halftime. Uh, there's been a recent history in this series where it's been a very close game at intermission, but the second half has always belonged to Randolph-Macon. Well, Randolph-Macon started that stretch in the second quarter with maybe the best pass that Burke Estes or any Randolph-Macon quarterback has thrown all season long. Uh, three and change left. And they're driving into Tigers' territory. And from the 37, he threads a needle in a sea of Tigers to Trey Owens, who does a fantastic job catching the ball, shaking one defender, turning up field, and he was gone. And it was a 37-yard touchdown pass. And that made it 17-3. That was eventually the halftime score. And then the Yellow Jackets got the ball to start the third quarter and promptly marched right down the field in classic Randolph-Macon fashion. And the route was on. Hampton-Sydney really never uh, sniffed the red zone, much less 
a chance at the end zone the rest of the afternoon. 45-3, the final score. That is the largest margin of victory in the 124 meetings between these two schools. No one had ever won by 42 points before. That is until on Saturday. So for those of you who were Yellow Jacket fans and you were wondering how they were going to respond or rebound after losing the ODAC championship game at Bridgewater last week, uh, and talking in the Bridgewater parking lot with Coach Aruza for the newspaper last Saturday, uh, he said, I have, I have no problem. I have no doubt that they're going to bounce back and, and be just fine. It's a veteran group and a bunch of character kids. And he was absolutely right on the money. Uh, it really was Randolph-Macon's game from the start. There really wasn't any time, even when it was close in the first and early in the second, coming up to that Owens touchdown where you thought, oh, man, momentum may slide and this one may get away. Uh, from Randolph-Macon. It just was not the case. So hamden Sydney, first of all, finishes at 1-9. and nine. They did not win an ODAC game this year. This is the worst record in 20 years uh, for their head coach. Uh, they hadn't gone winless in the ODAC in his two decades as well. And, and I say keep an eye on Farmville to see if there is a change coming up down there because they've hit rock bottom. I mean, they their first game in the ODAC was against the newest member, Southern Virginia University, you'll recall, back in uh, mid-September when the Yellow Jackets got by Emory and Henry and their ODAC opener on that same day. The Knights got their first-ever conference win over hamden Sydney, and it just was downhill from there. That was the week after they beat Christopher Newport in overtime for what ended up being their lone win of the year. So 0-8, 1-9 for the Tigers. Yellow Jackets, 8-2, and an opportunity to again tie the program record for most wins in a season, which is nine. Yellow Jackets attained that last year in the NCAA tournament thanks to that big win over John Carroll before they fell to Muhlenberg in the second round, and their season came to a close last year with a record of 9-3. and three. They can go 9-2 and two should they get a victory Saturday in Virginia Beach at the Sportsplex in the inaugural Neptune Bowl. And we talked about this last week on the show, and we also talked about it back in the summer when it was announced. This is a new bowl game that pits the Apprentice School down in Tidewater against a representative from the Old Dominion Athletic Conference, ostensibly the second-place team in the conference unless that team gets an at-large bid uh, to the NCAA. And and the reason why we held out a bit of hope that Randolph-Macon might get an at-large bid was last season, but when we found out that John Carroll was not going to make it into the NCAA tournament, and they had a 9-1 and record, and they were second in their conference, which is a much uh, more respected and, and, frankly, a higher level of football conference in Division III, uh, the only team that made it from the Ohio Athletic this year is, of course, Mount Union. So John Carroll out at 9-1. and one. They're not in the tournament. Randolph-Macon did not return. John Hopkins did not return. They had an off year this year. Of course, they had unusual circumstances, as you'll recall, with the sudden passing of their longtime head coach, Jim Margraff, uh, just after the, the, the new year began, on New Year's Day of 2019. And so... I'm sure this has been a year where they've been trying to kind of have a combination of searching for answers and getting their sea legs back, quite frankly. So for them having a down season and, and the Yellow Jackets losing to them in that opener back on Thursday, September 5th, that did not help the cause either. But we were all excited to hear about the Neptune Bowl's creation over the summer because no matter what ODAC team got it, that's an extra week of practice. 
That's an extra game. When it comes to your seniors, it gives them an opportunity to have one more time to put on the jersey. And I talked to Trey Frederick after Saturday's win, and he's taking this game just as seriously as any of the others he's ever played. And there's a good reason why, and I'll explain that in a moment just before we go to our first break. But on top of that, your underclassmen, those who are going to be seniors and juniors and sophomores next year, those who get playing time this Saturday, it's just another opportunity to get them more focused, more razor sharp, get them into the offseason on a good note, and then get ready for 2020. And, yes, there are going to be a lot of questions for Randolph making football in 2020. The last couple of years, we haven't had to worry about their defense when it came to seniors departing. They, they pretty much came back intact, the 2018 defense, in 2019, save Jonas Blanco and maybe a couple of others. But there are a ton of seniors on the defense this year. There are going to be a lot of players who are going to have to go into new positions and become new starters and are going to have to learn very quickly from the get-go uh, when September of 2020 rolls around. And we're hoping to get Coach Arusa here on the program once the season concludes in the next couple of weeks. But before we go to break, got to mention Trey Frederick how much respect I have for him because of how much respect he has for the program. We normally, and we being Marty Wilson and I, uh, or last week, uh, head coach Jim Blackburn and I, and I really enjoy Coach Blackburn stepping in for Marty while he was on baby watch up in Pennsylvania uh, with the basketball team and Coach Josh Merkel. And to my knowledge, it hasn't happened yet. I need to text Marty and find out if the blessed event has occurred. Uh, but uh, I got a chance to watch Trey Frederick at Southern Virginia a few weeks ago. Uh, when we did the game outside, and it, what's called, it's officially, its nickname is the donkey. And what the donkey is, is it's kind of a 12-foot platform. It's covered, but it's still not away from the elements. Uh, so, you know, it's cold or it's hot or it's windy or it's rainy. And we were blessed with a sunny day in, in Buena Vista. But you're right. I mean, literally right behind the visitor's bench. And so you get to watch all the interaction during the game between coaches and players, coaches talking, uh, you know, the defense coordinator with the defense, et cetera, et cetera. But what got me the most attention was Trey Frederick talking to his teammates. He was an extra assistant coach uh, on the sideline. And in that second half of that game, he saw no action. He was a bit banged up by that point in the season. The Yellow Jackets were up big. There was no reason to risk, uh, you know, a, a, an injury with Trey, knowing they needed him after the bye week for the final stretch of three games in the regular season. And I, I just cannot tell you how impressed I was with his demeanor and how he was and what effect he has on that program. And I'm hoping that there are several younger, uh, uh, younger players, underclassmen, who are watching and understanding that one or two or three or four of them are going to have to step up and be a Trey Frederick next year when it comes to a leadership role for Coach Arusa and the Yellow Jackets. Trey had 143 yards, also had a, a, a receiving touchdown in the second half, but that 143 puts him at 5,147 career rushing yards. He is now second all-time in the history of college football in the Commonwealth of Virginia at any level. D1, D2, D3, FBS, FCS, 1A, 1AA, whatever we used to call it, whatever it is now. Only one man has rushed for more yards at a Virginia college institution, and that's Thomas Haskins, the great tailback of VMI, who had 5,349 yards between 1992 and 1995. Trey needs 202 yards on Saturday to tie and 203 to break the record. Now, I'll tell you, and my, our guest in a moment will tell you the same thing. Pedro Ruza does not coach looking at records. He does not coach looking at the possibility of who needs what and who does this. He's looking for winning the game. But I have to tell you, 
I'll be a very, very happy camper in the Virginia Beach Sportsplex if for some reason, somehow, some way, Trey gets enough carries and maybe breaks a couple of big ones, and he be, could become the all-time leading rusher in Virginia college football history. I can't think of anybody who deserves it more. He has had an incredible career. Remember, he's a fifth-year senior. He did not have to come back this year, but he chose to come back. And what leadership he has provided, not just for this year's team, but for the future as well. Well, we come back. We're going to switch our focus over to high school football. Our buddy Matt Gray, head football coach at Atlee, is with us. We'll talk about the Raiders' 2019 season, and he has a unique perspective on some of the teams that are still remaining in the postseason because he's faced a few of them. And I want to get his perspective on the Region 5B semifinals coming up this Friday. Verona Highland Springs, Deep Run Manchester, and some other things ancillary about football. I always love a good conversation with Coach Gray. And it's coming up next after our first time out live tonight from Sports Page Grill. Ashland, back in a moment. You are in the red zone. We'll be back with more from the red zone after these messages. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stottenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt dependable service since 1923. postseason that's what teams want to say on friday night or in the case of hopewell saturday afternoon quick note came in this afternoon when the vhsl announced their pairings we already knew what the regional semifinals were going to be based on results from uh first round friday this past friday night but the hopewell has decided to move their game with ic norcom down in region 3a from friday night to saturday afternoon that's the lone saturday affair we have in week two so it'll be Travion Henderson and the unbeaten Blue Devils trying to beat IC Norcom for the second time this year. They beat them in the regular season. But this is the team that in the second round last year 
ended the run of the defending state champions in Hopewell. So they've got even more reason to have even more revenge on their mind. That will kick at 2 o'clock, Murner Field, on Saturday. That's Hopewell, IC Norcom. York and Phoebus are on the other side of that bracket. So if Hopewell wins, they get either a 12-0 York or an 11-1 Phoebus coming in for the regional championship Thanksgiving weekend. And we believe that most of the games Thanksgiving weekend, regional championship games, are going to get flipped over to Saturday. There may be a few that get played Friday night, but, excuse me, fans, there's a little game going on that Friday night, I believe, between the Hokies and the Cavaliers that may uh, affect some director of student activities call system. Maybe we could get a few more people in the stands if we wait and play on Saturday. Well, let's talk football with one of my favorites, former longtime assistant to Pedro Arusa, and now I can't believe, I I just can't believe him. I'm saying this, just completing his fourth season as head football coach at Atley High School. Matt Gray joins us here in the Red Zone on this Monday night. Coach, how are you, my I'm friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you with us. So uh, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here yeah. real quick. You're Pedro Arusa. Yes. How do you handle Trey Saturday? I am giving Trey as many carries as humanly possible <laughs> to break the record. <laughs> That's an easy question. That's an easy one right there. There's a no-brainer for me. Oh, my, so, oh my goodness. I know you're right. He, like I said, he, he's not he's not a guy that's interested in records. and But I know I know that's being thought about. I know it's being talked about. And, you know, having been around Trey for a whole year, I know that, you know, he's a super high-character kid and, you know, a great, great football player. So I'm, I'm with you, Rob. I hope I hope. I hope he can do it because I'll be I'll be excited too. I'll be so excited just to think. I mean, we've been playing college football in the Commonwealth of Virginia for the better part of 150 years, and it's been 23 years since Thomas Haskins, who by the way was a great Highland Springs running back in the mid 90s, and then went to VMI. And I worked at a radio station here in the area who carried VMI football back in the mid 90s, so I remember Thomas Haskins very well, and he was a phenomenal back on a team that where he didn't have a lot of support. It was not a winning team like Trey has enjoyed being on here the last few years. He had to carry the load. He went in every Saturday, people just zoning in on him because he was VMI's offense. And he still found a way to pick up 5,349 yards, which to me was just insane. I mean, I think the the landscape of college football, you know, a lot of people are throwing it around now. And I think that that too says something. You know, I know one thing about Pedro Ruza. He's going to try to rush the football. <laughs> Always he's got a guy that can do it. Is he ever? Yeah, speaking of which, um, uh, the, the, the Patrick Henry Spotsylvania opening round game down in Forby, which we had on our game of the week here on Friday night, you know, talking with Coach Wakefield uh, prior to the, the contest several days before. You know, he played him in the playoffs each of the last two years, seen the team five times in three years, and he's like, they want to run it down your throat, this, that, the other, and I'm thinking this is a Pedro Arusa dream. <laughs> so, you know, coach on the one side is going to be there watching his son for PH, and on the other side going, okay, yeah, run this, run mm. that, do this. Because, right. you know, that coach, you know, your coach, if you're a coach, coach's mind never shuts down. Right. It's, it's coach 24-7 no matter what you're doing. Right. My wife will tell you the same thing. <laughs> I, I bet so. <laughs> well, Coach, it, it was it was a tough season for Atley. Um, you you had a similar schedule to what you had the season before, essentially. Um, what do you think the difference was this year? I, I my personal feeling on the outside looking in, it wasn't as much about what Atley did, was as much as about what some of the teams on your schedule were able to do to kind of improve themselves because. The key to that 2018 playoff bid was getting off to that 3-0 start before you hit the Capital District. 
Uh, but deep run was markedly better this year, and they've certainly proven that. And Douglas Freeman, even though they lost big on Friday night, they turned things around and had a pretty good season too. Give, yeah. me, give me your thoughts. So I think you're 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 right. I think you know I, I certainly cannot take any credit away from from any of those teams. The two specifically that you mentioned, um, deep run very very good i mean it was a very close game so for them it was their second game for for us it was our first mm-hmm. um so going into that you know there's 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 that advantage for, for them um we we unfortunately got bit by the injury bug early uh in the summertime you know we had a, a couple kids that were going to be out for half to not all the season and then uh we had another one of our running backs eric rankin go down and 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 lost him for the year so you know those things kind of take a toll a little bit but you know you use the word tough and you know in 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 the in the win column yeah i think that was tough um but i can certainly tell you this getting up and going into work and going to practice and being around the guys like that wasn't tough at all that was that was fun we have we have a really good group, and we were forced to play some young guys at some key positions. I think, you know, looking at it now, I've you know had a little bit of time to to, to step back and right. and kind of evaluate. And you know, you're not you're not filled up like a tick. You know, getting ready to play a game. Oh, so, yeah. um, looking at it, I mean, we were elite at some positions. Mm-hmm. I mean, quarterback. I mean, he's a special 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 kid. And Alex Oliver had oh. a great year. And we've got a couple of young tailbacks that are are really good, uh, but we were forced to play some young guys up front on offense, and, uh, you know, it it shows early. Mm-hmm. It shows early, and I think they they had to grow up, and, you know, I think it'll pay dividends down the road, but, you know, that was kind of the, that was kind of the hand we were dealt, and you know, like I said, it was, while the wins weren't there, I mean, it was a lot of fun, you know, and ending and, and, and the, the season. With meetings with the guys, I think that's kind of the resounding theme. Is is you know it was a really fun year minus the wins. And like you know, I tell them and they agree that you know winning is important. You know, like we are certainly not going to shortchange that. But uh, they were a fun group. And you know, after the uh, I'm sorry, the Hanover game, a big win, final final win for the seniors, final game. Told him, I said, I'm really proud to be your coach, and and have been all year. And you know, minus the wins and losses, again, it was it was a fun year. And that's what matters. It does matter. Because 20, 20 years from now, when those guys are getting back together and, and having reunions and talking to each other, and their kids are playing out together while they're sitting back reminiscent about beating Hanover, their right. final night in an Atley uniform, it's those relationships and the lessons that you learn and are forged and are bonded. That's that's what it's all about. I don't care if you go four and six, eight and two, ten and zero, or one ten. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, this was, so you, you said, this is my fourth year, and those guys are seniors, it's their fourth year, we came in together, yep. and we've been through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of good, a lot of bad, and all the way in between, and, and uh, you know, I'm sad to see them leave, but I'm excited to see them go and, and, and do what they're going to do here you know in the future i don't usually say things like this on the air but i i I, and and before i do it i'm going to double check and make sure i'm not saying the wrong thing so i will i will put that right over here (laughs) and then come back to it in just a second how is it take me through the journey of coaching someone like tyler warren and 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 what i'm interested in is the perspective of we knew over the summer his decision to, to, to change and to, to go join Coach Franklin in Penn State. Right. They want to use him at tight end. Right. And, and so you have a year with him, and you need him at quarterback, but you've lined him up many times out there to take advantage of his catching sure. abilities. 
but at the same time, you're sitting there going in the back of your mind. I'm sure subconsciously, it's like you know, have a safe season, be injury free, get through okay. I want to get you to Happy Valley in good shape. How how is that journey as a head coach when you have a talent like that? So you know you you become a really good football coach when you have a really good player like Tyler Warren. Okay, so the bottom line is if you got really good players, okay, mm-hmm. you can be a really good football coach. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I don't I, that does that that's something that I I will for sure hold dear to my heart. He's made my transition here to. You know, not just him, but the rest of the guys, but made my transition to high school uh, a great one. Um, but the journey is, you know, to watch him where he was as a freshman. You know, I think I, I used this this term when we were sitting in there as a team, our, our last meeting. I said, these guys came in as 14-year-old skinny kind of punk kids, and now they're now they're they filled out and they're young men. And I think that's what I'm most proud of. You know, I don't love Tyler Warren because he's – you know, a, a great football player. Right. I love Tyler Warren for all the things that he stands for, uh, yeah. for the way he's raised, for his family. Yes. Um, you know, that, that he's such a competitor, that he's a, he's a guy that's going to, you know, going to celebrate the fact that there are three sports to be played, and he's going to go and enjoy and play them all. And he's a super kid. I mean, yeah, high-character kid. He's a great student. I mean, there's just there's so many positives. But the journey's been great, you know, and it's – unfortunately in some regards and fortunately for him that is coming to an end and you know he's got a bright future that i'm excited we we actually my wife and i went to uh the penn state michigan game the whiteout really yeah with with he and and his mom and dad and i we were very grateful that they shared that experience with us oh wow and went up there and and i watched tyler walk you know they brought the recruits out pre-game and they they were on the sideline they walked him out on the 50 yard line and oh. i was standing next to terry and you know i was super proud you, you know i was super proud and i kind of nudged him and i said come on dad <laughs> i know how i feel <laughs> so they are as humble of a family as i've ever been around yeah. and you know I, if you talk to talk to tyler or you talk to any of any of any if both of his parents you know the one thing they'll tell you is yeah it's just started it's not nothing's close to being over so yeah. they 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 understand that, that there's a lot of work to be done and you know i think he's excited for that i really do i think one thing that i've noticed about tyler is that he is not afraid to work you know that's probably one thing i can i can tell you he is not afraid to work and he's got a lot of god-given ability i think there's a lot of times that coaches take credit for developing kids mm-hmm. you know and i'm not sure I can take a whole lot of credit for developing. He was really good from <laughs> from his freshman year. From day one. Yeah, so I just, you know, tried to create an atmosphere where I thought he could could develop. But, um, you know, he's, he's not afraid to work. And I think him going up there and being around some outstanding tight ends, some of the best in the country, I'm, I'm excited to see that growth, you know, here in the next, you know, 12 months. Yes, no doubt about it. And Saturday, we finish the game, and I rush over to Atlee for the girls' volleyball state right. quarterfinal, and I'm focusing on the match and trying to get some photos and whatnot, and then I get a chance to look and see, and I realize, man, that's a pretty good student section here tonight. Rage Cage right. did, did very well for a Saturday 5 p.m. Sure. state quarterfinal. And who's right now the near, near, down near the front row? There's Tyler Warren. Yeah. Leading the way. Yeah. I mean, I think another – Another term is selfless. Yeah. You know, he really is. He's about the team. And, I mean, you've interviewed him. You've talked to him. It's mm-hmm. for him. It's not about it's not about him. It's about yeah. what he can do to help other people. And I think you hit the term relationships on the head. 
you know, I think that's what he, t you know, he's told me he's most grateful for the relationships that he's been able to develop and the experience that he's had. And I'm not talking just football. I'm talking all the way at Lee, all, you know, yes. football, basketball, baseball, you know, his education, the teachers that he's met. Yeah. Everything. So it's, uh, it's been a good run for him. I'm, I'm really proud of him. Now, now I can officially make my complaint. I normally don't complain about things like this and certainly not in public, right. but how Alex Oliver was not named first team all region at wide receiver. I will never know. Uh, I, you know, you want to talk about a hard conversation have I, uh, I, I called I, him I couldn't believe it I called him and I'm like hey buddy I got some bad news and I think he was thinking really bad news and, and I told him I'm like you didn't get they didn't vote your first team and I think he was blown away I said you know I put you up for defense I put you up for return you know he's great return he's great on defense just mm -hmm. those numbers not weren't necessarily there but on offense, I mean, he's got numbers that nobody really can touch. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's unfortunate. And I told him, I said, listen, it's it's a postseason award and it's important. And I, I understand that. But that isn't, you know, I, I'm not going to let that dictate how I feel about you. Of I know what you are. Yeah. And I don't want you to let that dictate. But it is unfortunate. And I told him, I said, I hope, I hope people that vote on the All-Metro understand what what you are and and i really hope they do he's he's very deserving and you talk about another guy that's really worked hard to develop himself and you know, it's a character kid and the growth that i've seen in him i mean you, you, there's not a time where i get off the phone that he and i don't tell each other we love mm -hmm. we love each other that's that's the relationship there and i really am i'm super proud of him i was god was crushed walking out of there called one of the coaches i'm like you're not gonna you're not gonna believe this you know but there are certain things you have control over, and there's certain things that you don't. And I don't have control over the way other people vote. And and uh, I present the numbers, and I speak very highly about the kid. And and uh, you know, unfortunately, he didn't. He was. They took three on the first team, and he was the fourth guy. So not by not by much, but nonetheless, but he, he fell to second team. So. And and the fans don't. If if you're fans of Henrico Manchester Verida, three very worthy wide receivers who made first team. I, I'm not criticizing the decisions there. I I just could not understand. Not not just simply from a number standpoint, but coach. Not only have I did I see several of your games this year. I've seen his in his entire career. Right. Uh, just the impact that he has on your football team. Everybody talks about Tyler, and rightfully sure, so. Right. But I don't think you have Tyler as much of Tyler if you don't have Alex being Alex. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it, and I think Tyler would be the first one to tell you that. You know, if it weren't for the guys around me, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. he was dangerous with the ball in his hands, you know, and he was a guy that I thought we could match up against anyone on defense. Um, you know, I could play him a variety of positions, but – you know, I, I'm I'm hurt for him, but at the end of the day, like I said, I'm I'm not going to let that dictate how I feel about him. And uh, it's just it's just an award that he definitely deserves, but didn't get. That's okay. There's plenty more out there for him to get. Plenty more. Plenty more. Matt Gray, head coach at Atlee Football, with us here in the red zone. Coach, you played three of the four teams who are still standing in Class Five Region B. Uh, Verina Highland Springs will do it again, second time in 13 days on Friday night over at Hermitage. Deep Run, uh, who I, I, I think it's a program that still feels like they're looking for that signature win. Well, they now have an opportunity That's to right. get it when they go to Manchester, who, oh, by the way, is the defending Class 6 state champions who got moved down with the enrollment reshuffling. Right. Uh, you've seen them all. 
Give me your thoughts on, on how those two games, uh, not necessarily may turn out. I don't want a prediction. I'm just interested in your perspective on how you would view them. You know, I, I've i seen all four of them. You know, Manchester, I watched them on tape versus Highland Springs, that first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched, I watched that um, more than, probably more than three times. But uh, haven't prepared for the other three. You know, deep run seems like it was a year ago. Um, obviously, their quarterback is is uh, uh, an outstanding player, and they're good on defense. I mean, I think they're a good football team. You know, they they got they've got a kicker. Yes, they do. You know, um, oh, do they? They're, they're 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 a total football team, and you know they're going to get put to the test. You know, not that they haven't been put to the test, but this is probably the best opponent that they've seen. Oh, I agree. All year. Yeah. And having watched Manchester on film, now, granted that was. I don't know if it was week zero or week one when they when they played, but uh, you know, watching what they did on offense, I mean, they're not they're not real flashy. At least back then they weren't uh, defense. They're they're going to line up and get after you. Um, so it'll be a, that that should be a fun a fun game fun game to watch. If you can slow down Bo Kite, you got a chance. But now you, you know he's throwing the ball well too. So you're going to have to stop the run and be great in the pass. You make a fantastic point because the only team on their schedule who were, who was able to neutralize Bo Kite was Patrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And that game was then when we had that on our game of the week back September 20th, uh, 17-14, Carter Foy, the kicker you mentioned, 41-yarder right. with under a minute to play to get the victory. Um, and, and it was a night where all four touchdowns, the two for each team, were scored on either one or two-yard runs. There were very few, few big plays, right. not a lot of total yardage, defense dominated. Right. Then I come back. We do game of the week, deep run Glenn Allen, November 1st, six weeks later. And Bo Kite looks like a totally different player when it comes to throwing the football. Right. And that was one of the measurements I looked at and said, man, this deep run team, they were good when I saw them. They're really good now. Yeah, it's the double-edged sword, kind of the one-two punch. So, and like I said, they're good on defense. They're stingy. Yes. So it'll be it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, you know, obviously way more familiar with them than I am Manchester. But uh, like I said, Bo Kite is the guy. You know, yeah. if you can get to him, and what they do on offense causes enough. You know. Yeah issues if you will i mean they're they're they run the triple option so you've got to be very sound and it's i say stop bo kite i mean they've got weapons all over the place receiver and one of their slot backs is is really good um and they're good up front yes so they're it's a good football team <laughs> it'll be a fun game to watch and then he's only got five senior starters so seven yeah tell me about it we see them we said them first game i was just looking at oh. that schedule again today so we oh. see them week one next year so yeah, get to prepare for them all over you're, again. You're already, it's already deep run week in <laughs> the back right, of your mind. Right. <laughs> well, the first time they met, uh, what, eight, nine days ago, Highland Springs escapes with a 27-20 win. It's been a different road for Highland Springs this year. It's not been dominate, dominate, dominate. Now, they've had very impressive wins, but they had to come back from behind at halftime to beat Oscar Smith. They were down to a quarter and a half remaining on the clock, down 16-0 at Manchester and pulled that out 26-16. And they had issues up at Colonial Forge, but they found a way to win. They had to turn the ball over a lot up yes, there. Yes, they did. So uh, can, 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 if Verona can force a few turnovers, is it, is it possible? Could the streak come to an end? I think it's definitely possible. You know, I think if you talk to Lauren, he'll tell you the same thing. Like, you know, they're going to go... They're going to go out and play. It's, they're going to go out and play football. And, you know, you, 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 like the, thing about, the thing about Highland Springs is I think Lauren does a great job. 
I think he's a great football coach, and they've got they've got a lot of talent, which obviously helps. And then Stu, you know, I talked to him before our game, and I said, here's the one thing that sticks out. I said, you're fast. And he made no bones about it. He said, yeah, we are really fast. Yeah, you got that right. So I look at the two, and you got the Isaiah Page who, I mean, he's, he, he, they put him at quarterback. They put him at running back. They put him at receiver. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. a super dynamic kid. And you watch him run around the football field. I mean, if you can, if you can kind of corral him, you know, slow him down, uh, I think you got a chance. And then you think about Highland Springs. They're probably not as explosive on offense as they've been. Now, they're really good. But defensively, they're just so sound. Mm-hmm. And right when you think you got something, it closes and it closes fast. And like I said, I think that's a testament to the, 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 their coaches. And, and uh, I mean, they got really good players. You know, I was fortunate enough last year to coach in the Big River Rivalry, and Christian White was one of the players that was on that team. And you want to talk about a, a, a fun kid to be around, an absolutely fun kid to be around. And, and I was around for, you know, less than a week, but, you know, it was fun. And, you know, I appreciated his effort and, you know, his desire to take coaching, which he certainly didn't have to, but he did, and, and it was it was fun. But anyway, uh, I, that game, I think it's a flip of the coin. You know, it really is. I think there's two two teams that are very familiar with one another, and I think the cliche, it's tough to beat a team twice in one year. I think this, I think that 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 fits this narrative right now. It, yes, in this particular case, being that the the final score the first time out was 27-20, couldn't agree with you more. I, I just I, I I have been saying all year long that if Highland Springs finds a way to win the state championship and become the first ever to win it five times in a row, it's going to be a completely different journey from the first four because this team is built different. This this team plays different. As you mentioned, I don't think they're as explosive either in terms of offense. Uh, But from a defensive standpoint, from a speed standpoint, but to me, it's confidence. When when I've been around that team and that program, it's not arrogance. Mm -mm. It's not cocky. They just walk into that field house until they couldn't walk into it anymore out of Kreider now that they're building the new school. But when they come into practice, they're coming in with a mindset that they expect to complete the task at hand that week. We expect to win. If you don't have that mindset, you can't win 40 in a row, and they have. Yeah, and I think, you know, you, you, you look at, you talked about they were down 16 nothing. Yeah. And they found a way. Middle of the third quarter, on the road. On the road. And I think that first drive went 99 yards to get them on the board. I think you're right. I think it did. Yeah, it did. And, you know, there were some special teams that were involved. And then, you know, you turn it over six. I mean, was it seven or six times? Six or seven. Okay. So yeah. you turn it Next over and, and you find a way to win. I mean, I think that that speaks volume about the character of that football team. Yeah. And, you know, I saw Coach Johnson at the all-region re- meeting, and I'm like, six turnovers? <laughs> And he's like, I know. I said, that's amazing. He's like, it was unbelievable. So then, you know, getting ready to leave, I said, you're probably going to see those guys again, huh? And he kind of raised his eyebrows and he said, yeah, Yeah. we're probably going to see them again. So I think they understand what's ahead of them. Um, I guarantee you the the locker room in Verina is on fire with excitement. And I, I, I think that will be an atmosphere like none of, none of, I mean, I know you got the, the, the games of the past of the Hermitages and the LC Birds and those things, but I think this will be this will be a, a, a game for the ages, and I'm excited to see how it, how it turns out. I agree. This, this is a throwback to the old days, Coach, when you only had four teams make it in right. the old Division Six and four in the old Division Five, and if you won a district, you got an automatic berth. 
and so many years, Verona and Highland Springs would be in the same division. They'd play for the Capital District title. They would both be 9-0. and The winner goes to the postseason. The winner shuts down at 9-1. Nine nine and one. One. Yeah. And so it's been it's it, the, it, this is going to be that type of an atmosphere because it was win and go home back in that formula day in 2012 and prior. And, it, and it's going to be that way Saturday. It's going to be insane. And then whoever survives that is either going to get the hottest team in the area in deep run because they'll be 12 and 0 right. counting them in, in Hopewell. Uh, and then. If they don't get them, they get Manchester, who, oh, by the way, knows how to go to the Hampton and win the state title. Yeah, and knows, knows has the familiarity if Highland Springs are the one that pull, pull it out. Exactly. So that, that, that whole four is going to be crazy. This region is a grind. It, it's Our nuts. region is a grind. You know, I was we were sitting in that all-region meeting, and I said, you know, I said, I, I know everybody knows this, but the last seven state championships have come out of this region. I said mm-hmm. eight, if you want to count the new Manchester crew that just showed up. That just showed up, yeah. So that speaks, it's not easy. There's no easy There's no easy week. There really is no easy week. And uh, it, I think there's a lot of respect for the for the teams in that region and the way that, that people go about things and, and the caliber of football that's being played. I, I haven't coached down, you know, down in the Hampton Roads area, Virginia Beach. I haven't coached out in, in Roanoke, although I recruited out there. You know, Northern Virginia, I'm familiar, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think there's any better football being played than what's being played in Central Virginia here in the 804. I agree. I agree. The last 10 years have tilted the field. A decade ago, 15 years ago, 757, yes. But now, 804, without a doubt. Could not agree with you more. And I think you get the same the same thoughts from some of the college coaches that, that, that come through and – you know, I'm I'm proud to be a part of it, and, yes. and and excited to get things cranked up in August. <laughs> That's right, and get started again. That's right. Before I let you go, Coach, give give me your thoughts. You you played obviously Patrick Henry. You've had a chance to to meet Coach Wakefield. What are your thoughts on how they were able to turn things around this season, and 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 how Ken did as a first year coach in this situation? So Ken actually worked with us for a year at Macon. Over at Macon. Yeah, he yep. did. So I got to know him there, and uh, he was a great guy, you know, and and would would help out a little bit with the game plan, and uh, you know, I we stayed in touch all the places that he went and uh i told him you know we when he got the job i was like well obviously he and chris are are tight martinez so that was kind of a no-brainer um i when he first got the job i talked to him and told him i said i'm excited for you you're gonna be great for the community um and then you know competing against them I mean, he's doing, and I told him, I said, you're doing an awesome job. For whatever that's worth, not that you need my <laughs> my pat on the back, but, you know, you're doing a great job, and it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that, you know, you got these guys playing, playing hard, and uh, it's, it's good for our, it's good for the county, but uh, they are, they are a good football team. They are a really good football team. Uh, they got some really good players, and he's doing a phenomenal job, and, you know, when you when you have a personal relationship with somebody that you enjoy and that you, that you, that you like, mm-hmm. and you see them do well, uh, you know, that's a that's a cool feeling to get. Obviously, we're competitors, and I know that there's one night where I'm, you know, you take the friendship out of it, right? Yeah. You take you take that the, the past out of it, and it's it's one team versus the other. Um, you know, I know he's going to be competitive, and and I know he's. I know he's building it the right way, and uh, it'll be it'll be fun to see how things continue here in the county. And uh, I'm 
I hope that I hope they win. I hope they win on uh, uh, this this week and and continue to, to to play in the postseason. That would be uh, that would be a major statement if Patrick Henry were able to go up into a very difficult place Tough to place. play and hand Louisa what would be their one and only loss. A lot of the tradition state. there in Louisa. Oh yes, oh yes, there is. Well, Coach, final thoughts about 2020. I know you got a, a, a obviously Tyler, Alex, a huge and impactful senior class. But you got some hope and a lot of a lot of nice talent coming up for the future. And you mentioned some of that young talent that got kind of pushed into roles that you weren't expecting them to be. The the good news about that is that that's going to pay off dividends for you now going down the road. Yeah, there's a there's a saying in coaching. So the best thing about sophomores, they become juniors. <laughs> so and they are and and uh, our you know our junior class is a, is a is a is a really good class. We got some really good players. You know, Joseph Slades of the world, oh. uh, uh, Braden Eastman, Andrew Stevens, mm-hmm. Jamari Owens. I mean, it's, it's just to name a few. And then the sophomore class, you know, they've, they've got a chance. They've really got a chance to be, I think, you know, I had one guy come to me and open my office door and look in. And he said, he, you know, he's a young guy. He said, hey, coach. I said, yeah, what's going on? He said, hey, I just want to let you know our class is going to go down in history. And then winked at me and walked out. <laughs> So I said, okay, well, uh, I'm excited to watch you work. Oh, yes. So I am. I'm excited. I, I love where I'm at. I love the group that we have. And uh, like I said, I'm sad to see the seniors go. I really am. It's, you know, it's one of those things that you get You get that group as freshmen and you never think they're going to leave. Oh, I know. And now reality is staring, staring you in the face. And, uh, you know, but I do. I'm, I'm excited about the young group, and uh, I can't wait to get these eighth graders coming over and, and, and being part of it and, and continue to grow our program and put a competitive product on the field on Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday nights. That's right. Exactly. Coach, always a pleasure to have you with us. I appreciate you I always me. enjoy talking with you. You're great. Great conference. I'm a, I'm a fan of big Great conversationalists. That's just my fun. I, I don't like doing interviews. I like right. doing conversations. Awesome. And, and you're one of the best in town. Well, no thank you. It. I appreciate that very much. Thanks so much. Matt Gray, the head football coach at Atlee, joining us here live tonight on In the Red Zone. We'll come back. We will talk about all the action coming up region semifinal weekend on Friday, including our game of the week from the jungle in Louisa and much more as we roll on on this edition of In the Red Zone from Sports Page Girl Ashland here on the Mater and the RBA Sports Network. Back in a moment, you are in the Red Zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. 
Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. I promise that you'll never find another like me. Back live here in the Red Zone at Sports Page Grill, Ashland. I know we're up for time. we got a lot to talk about in a little less than 10 minutes to do it. But whenever you have an opportunity to sit down and, and just have a wonderful conversation and pick the mind of someone, uh, the quality of Matt Gray, you do so. And I just thoroughly appreciate uh, Coach Coach Gray's time tonight and his uh, his thoughts on, on two huge football games coming up in 5B this weekend. His thoughts on what's been a very special senior class there at Atlee High School. I know. In terms of the record this year and the record overall in those four years, it's not what they hoped they'd had. Uh, but again, Atlee's in 5B, and Region 5B is the toughest. I'm telling you, it's the toughest region in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You can come at me with one of the sixes. You can come at me with any other of the fives. But as he mentioned, the last seven state champions in Class 5 reside in the 804 in Region 5B. You get out of that region and your chances of winning the state championship are very, very good. So, again, number four, Verona, number one, Highland Springs. Hermitage High School's the place. Kick at 7 on Friday. Details right now on how to buy tickets at either Verona or Highland Springs on our Henrico Sports Twitter feed. That's at Henrico Sports. Just go there on Twitter. Scroll down our timeline. You can find out how you could buy them from Verona or how you can buy them from Highland Springs. Fans, I would not wait till Friday night and hope there are tickets for sale at the, at the uh, gate at Chester Fritz. There may not be. This one may be sold out before Friday. So if you want to be there for Blue Devil Springers round two, you need to get to Verina or Highland Springs and get your tickets in advance. And there is no online ticketing for it either. So you will have to make a trip to one of the schools, but I promise it'll be worth it. The other semifinal, just as good. I mean, it's so intriguing, the matchup. Can deep run who still have kind of a little chip on their shoulder because they hear the chatter about people saying, well, who have you played? Well, they played Henrico, and they played Patrick Henry, and Henrico's season came to an end, although they had a good good game against Highland Springs. It was one of the closer, if not the closest, games of the four quarterfinals in Region 5B, and they have a lot of juniors coming back. Henrico's going to be good again next year. And Patrick Henry, of course, still in the postseason in Region 4B. But deep run Manchester. If Deep Run wants to get respect and make a statement, here's your shot. Go to the Class 6 defending state champions and beat them. 
and then get a chance at either Verina or Highland Springs for the right to go to the state semifinal. Now in 4B, that's our game of the week, Friday night, and you need to make note of the following fans. We have a special start time this Friday of 7 o'clock. And normally the game of the week here on the Mater is at 6.30, but at Louisa County High School, they kick at 7.30. They're old school. So our on-the-sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance with NBC 12 Sports Director Mark Davis will air at 7 p.m., so, Calvin, you have an extra half hour to eat dinner and get to the station on Friday evening. And then we'll kick things off at 7.30. Louisa, their third consecutive undefeated regular season. They went 14-0 before falling in the state final in 2017 in the last game for head coach Mark Fisher, who passed away earlier in 2019. As you may know, NBC 12 is beginning a brand-new high school football player of the year award here in the 804, and it is named the Mark L. Fisher Award, and rightfully so. A legacy that he left at Louisa County High School that will long be remembered and I'm sure never forgotten. And the jungle has already been a very tough place to go to and play. The atmosphere, for those of you who ever went to, let's say, 2013 Atlee High School, back when they made all the way to the state quarterfinals, uh, the, the Rage Cage was one, named one of the top 25 student sections in the nation, uh, the, the, the Skybox and, and thousands of people. Well, that's what it's like in the jungle. So it's going to be a very, very big atmosphere on Friday night. But if there's any coach in the area that I've seen this year that can look at his team and say, ignore the everything around you and just get in between the, the, the lines and play some football and don't worry about the rest of it, it is a very quiet, stoic, but confident Ken Wakefield. He's very much impressed me his first year as Patrick Henry's head coach. So 7 o'clock airtime, 7.30 kick, number four Patrick Henry, number one Louisa, here live on the Mater, live on the RBA Sports Network, and live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio. And then on the other side, it's Dinwiddie Eastern View. Dinwiddie beats Monacan again. Fourth time in a row they've won in a battle between those two teams in the postseason. And so they go to Culpepper to take on the Cyclones, the defending region champs. Should Dinwiddie and Patrick Henry get road wins on Friday night, fans, they would play for the regional championship. And with Patrick Henry the higher seed of the two, it would be played right down the road at Patrick Henry. A couple of quick other notes. Goochland in the semifinal in Region 3B Friday at 7 hosting Skyline. TJ and King William hosting semifinals in Region 2A. Thomas Jefferson will play Greensville at Huguenot High. King William gets Pocosin. We think it kicks at 7. We are awaiting official final confirmation. Take a final quick timeout. Some shout-outs to Randolph-Macon women's volleyball and soccer coming up as we wrap up in the red zone in just a moment, live from Sports Page Grill, back on the Mater after this. In the red zone, we'll take a short timeout. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to the Mater. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. 
We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. We've got 90 seconds to squeeze all the following in as we wrap things up here at Sports Page Grill Ashland tonight. Thanks to Squirrel and to Willie and to Christy and the entire gang here for hosting us each and every Monday. We very much appreciate it. And big thank you also to our sponsors, Massey Wood and West. Get that heating oil in now, fans. Winter's practically here. 355-1721, MasseyWoodandWest.com. And we think in ink, all the business printing you need to have done. If you're part of a non-profit organization, whether it's school-related, church-related, whatever, Talk to Chuck and the gang here right on England Street. We think they can get you hooked up. All right. Randolph making women's soccer. Number 13 overall. Go to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Fall to number one Messiah yesterday. 4-0 to end the best season in school history at 21-1-1. An incredible season. I'm sure Gabby Nelson, player of the year in the ODAC. And uh, congratulations to Coach. Yeah, Jay Howell, he was named Coach of the Year, and rightfully so. Women's volleyball fell in the first round of the NCAA tournament, but what a legacy by that senior class of over 98% winning percentage in conference play. Congrats to them. Coming up Friday night, game of the week, it's Louisa Patrick Henry. We're live from Louisa at a special start time of 7. Kickoff at 7.30 on the sidelines. Pre-game presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance. And then Saturday, we wrap up Randolph-Macon season at the Neptune Bowl against Apprentice. Coverage begins at 1.30. Note that special start time, 1.30 Saturday with the Lux Chevrolet pre-game show. That's it tonight from Sports Page Grill. I've got Michael Rawlings and Rally Axel from Atlee Basketball next week here live from Sports Page Grill, Ashland. Join us then. Rob with them saying goodnight, everybody. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.